Beautiful. I'm going to give you four just because you gave me Oh, it. That's, I knew that was coming. <laughs> that's just spite. Hey, I'm the host of the show. That's just I, spite. There's a bit of bias in there. There is. All right, then. Okay. What is up, Crackies? It's Liam Lissiums here for another episode of the Teacher Hack Challenge. In this episode, we're changing it up a bit and doing the Classroom Nightmare Teacher Hack Challenge. And we have a very special guest. It's Mr. Scott Harding. Hello. Scott, you may have seen from some of the symposiums. He's been on uh, the panel for a lot of them and is the other co-founder of Pracky. But let's say, Scott, that no one's ever seen you on Pracky before. Can you give a bit of background as to your teaching history and, and what you're up to at the moment? Well, I've been allowed to teach for 21 years, amazingly. <laughs> um, no, I've taught in states and um, independent, both in England and Australia. Um, I've held a variety of different positions in those schools, so some pastoral, some, some academic. Um, I do a lot of sport, uh, so I've been coaching a lot of soccer as well at quite a high level. And uh, yeah, I'm the proud father of two Pomeranian dogs, as you can see here. <laughs> so what we're going to be doing in this video, Scott, something a little bit different. Did you see the Kmart teacher hack video that we did with oh, James the other day? Yeah, that was brilliant. So we're basically going to be doing little challenges between teachers. So what we've got in store for you today are the lesson nightmare teacher hack challenge. Oh, wonderful. So basically, we're going to have three categories. So here are the rules. The first category of card that Scott or I can choose from are the type of class you may hypothetically get. This is mainly secondary because we're both secondary, um, but also the grade, but their attitudes as well towards teaching. The second type of card that we have are the time of day that you would hypothetically have this class from Monday period one to Friday period seven. The third type of card is the danger card. And this basically is something that could go drastically wrong within a lesson that you would have to overcome as a teacher. Now, what we're going to be doing is we're going to be taking it in turns, choosing three of these cards from each category, basically coming up with the class we have, when we have them, and the nightmare that happens within the class and how we can achieve that. What we're going to be doing then is grading each other's performance out of five stars and see who wins at the end. Does that sound good? <laughs> Sounds very funny. Okay, yeah. so first round, Scott's gonna go first since he's the guest. Scott, can you give me three numbers from one to nine and you can choose the same number twice. So do you wanna give me a number? Two. Two. And? Four. <laughs> that was very disturbing. Yes. <laughs> that was the idea. <laughs> so you have what was it? Two, two, and four. Two, two, and four. Grade eight boys. Oh, God. Yep. After lunch. Yeah. And the internet is down. Oh, my Lord. Yeah, three seconds thinking time. Mm -hmm. Right. It's How would be, you fix this problem? It's going to be a physical activity. All right. So whatever concept I'm studying, we're getting up and we're moving. So we're moving the tables back, moving the chairs back. We're doing a physical activity to do with whatever it is that we're studying. Because there's no way their energy is going to be kept on a leash. All right. So don't for a second think that giving them an essay to write straight up is a good idea. Mm. That might be the very worst idea you could possibly get because they're not going to settle. All right. Burn their energy out for a 15, 20 minute period. All right. Get them up, get them moving, get them talking, get them questioning. Then you might try to gradually settle them. And the last 20 minutes or less, you might get some physical written work out of yeah. it. <laughs> but you certainly aren't going to be getting it to start with. Their, their concentration spans will not permit it, particularly if they've just been running around outside. Mm. 
I think that's going to hit it all. Grade eight boys. What what is it about grade eight boys and all boys class in grade eight that would change your pedagogy? Surges in testosterone. I mean, there's two surges that boys have, one when they're seven or eight and one when they're about this age. You've got to allow for the fact that they are going to not want to sit behind a desk. Mm. The soonest truth is it's controlling their physical behavior. You're eight, year nine, around that time, summer early, summer late, they need more kinesthetic teaching. Mm. A lot, the vast majority, not all, but the vast majority do. So you look at the vast majority of the trend, what it is that's needed. With some of those that are more passive, you might give them something more passive roles to to do in a physical activity. Mm. It might be timekeeping, it might be recording responses, whatever, but the vast majority will appreciate that that physical movement. Beautiful work. I'm going to have to give you five stars. Thank you very much. It's very off to a solid start. I think every single <laughs> He's off to fire. He's I think that, fire. That, that lesson would work in my opinion. It's probably Thank you. what I would have done. All right. Thanks so much. So there's the list. There's yeah, the criteria. Cool. I'm going to choose. I can't actually remember them when I wrote them. They're good. Five. Yeah. Six. Yeah. One. <laughs> right. Precious grade nines. Oh, no. Friday last period. And the gap between the best and worst students, the achievement is far too wide. Uh, so by precious grade nines, I'm assuming that they're kind of always about the marks and they're always about the marks. Don't take criticism you. well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And there's a Friday afternoon. Yeah. But obviously some of them, even though they're precious, some are more precious than others. Because yes. obviously by the third category, someone's gone really up high academically and someone's down really low. That's it. So, so the gap between is far too wide. Okay. I'll do a group activity, I think. Yeah. I think with precious classes, so to speak, I think it's very easy, especially for beginning teachers, to let a certain number of students run the classroom by what they want and when they want. Mm-hmm. And sometimes as a beginning teacher, you fall into the trap of just listening to them all the time, going, oh, we need to do this, sir. We need to do this, sir. Whereas you're the authority in that room. You need to say, no, we're doing this today, you know, because some of the kids that may be disenfranchised or disengaged with your lesson may not be vocal about what they want and what yes. they need. So if you just dictate your classroom by what the high achieving students are doing, you're just going to be perpetually widening, widening that gap between your, so to speak, best and worst students. Yeah. So with a Friday afternoon, I think there's no point doing anything too full on because they'll just be looking to the weekend. They are kids. Even if they are high achieving, they are kids. They'll be looking towards the weekend and they won't want, they won't want to do something too full on. So I would do some sort of up and about group activity and I'll mix the groups. I wouldn't get the high achieving yeah, kids absolutely. with the low mix achieving the groups and mix see if there's a bit of peer-to-peer. Maybe they have to produce something creative or something along those lines by the end of the lesson and then they can help each other out peer-to-peer. Three words, open-ended questions. Yeah. All right. See, with precious groups, rather than risk defending them, let them come to you with a response as to what they think an answer is. Yeah. yeah. So an open-ended question will be good because then they can tell you what their point of view is and they can get it across, Mm. but they have to articulate it within a group framework so that one voice doesn't dominate. Yeah. It also allows then the lower achieving students a voice. You know what I mean? So your broad end, your broad question has to be open-ended enough to allow for a range of response. Mm. That's all. All right. What would you grade me for that one? I'm going to give you four. Oh, very. <laughs> I'll give I you think, four. I think you're missing open-ended questioning. I think so I'm giving, giving them, giving the grading into the other person's hands is getting. Hey, listen. I think that's fair. Personally, <laughs> four. I'll right. give you four. 
interesting. So there's a one-point gap. So let's one see point. if the five-star man can back up oh, that's it. his don't, first round. Don't expect me to fluke it a second time. It won't happen. <laughs> okay. So another three numbers. Let's try and pick some different numbers, I guess. Yeah. And let's see your next scenario. Okay. Um, seven, one, and eight. You have excited grade sevens. Oh, good Lord. After PE. Yeah. And one student has an aggressive outburst. Oh, magnificent. <laughs> magnificent. These are very, actually, even though they're yeah, random. This is actually they are quite, <laughs> quite realistic, isn't it? All right. So <clears throat> after PEs, they're highest kinds, you can imagine. All right. Probably hot, probably bothered. All right. So again, five, 10 minutes at the beginning. Very similar, actually, to the year eight lesson. Five, 10 minutes at the beginning, something exciting. Right, mm. the aggressive outburst I'm assuming will happen during that time. Mm. At which point in time, you isolate and remove that student from the classroom, give them the five minute, ten minute period to cool off outside. You get them to come in right in response to the background, and obviously, then you reintegrate them into the fold half an hour later, provided it's not too aggressive an outburst that they need to be sent to senior management. Mm. Right, so that's something you can deal with as the lesson is going ahead. 15 minutes in, um, you get them to settle down, you get them to write a response. How did you feel about the activity you just did? Mm. what do you think could be done to improve it? They always love giving you advice. You yeah, yeah. they start to have opinions. Mm. So tap into that. Let them discuss that on their tables. Mm. Turn their energy on to each other. And then half an hour into the lesson, you can start to bring them back down to something a little bit more constructive. Mm. But you cannot, for the love of God, straight after a PE lesson with the year sevens there, temper them straight away. So you have to bring them back down. Probably a little quicker than the year eights, to be fair. Yeah. Because they're going to be a little bit more pliable, most likely. But... I would suggest probably do that for half an hour, then get them to reflect mm. towards the end of the lesson. And by the time the lesson ends, you'll have them exactly what you need. Beautiful. I'm going to give you four just because you gave Oh, me. That's, I knew that was coming. <laughs> that's just spite. Hey, I'm the host of the show. That's just I, spite. There's a bit of bias in there. There is. All right, then. Okay. I'm okay. going to choose three. Yeah. Have we had three before? No, we haven't. Three. Yeah. Five. Yeah. And two. Two full grade lessons. Oh, no. Firstly, double lesson, and an impromptu assembly is cut the first 20 minutes of your lesson. Uh. <laughs> this will be good. I, I have more respect for students that are just kind of really badly behaved just from the outset, and you just know <laughs> where they're coming from. You know it's coming. There's a bit of respect. So you just like, the yeah, fair the enough. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, whatever. Just extrovertedly, just hyper this is what just, i have to offer i know exactly yeah. yeah my pet hate as a teacher are two cool students and by this i mean that they're too cool to learn they're too cool to do the activity it just drives me up the wall because i almost find working with hyper students easier than working with lackadaisical students that don't really care especially senior students where they're ending their time in school and they could kind of see the finish line so that's a challenge and then obviously Thursday double lesson when I was at school Thursday double lesson I put that in there because that was my most hated time of the week that was mm. double maths in the morning which was I was not good at maths and I hate double lessons no matter what the subject it can be a lot a big slog and then uh, it's almost actually a double lesson depending on what you've planned an assembly Eating out that time can be a good thing sometimes. Well, it's actually, if you substitute your Thursday for Tuesday, this is literally my time saver at the moment. Yeah. Where assemblies can run on and take 20 minutes out of the first part of my double. So it can be bad because 
the, a double lesson's a real good time to get down and dirty with the content and actually get further through your, your unit plan than you initially thought. Sometimes with single lessons, kids are away. Um, they may be coming from PE or something along those lines. They're not in the right mindset. Whereas with double lessons, you've got those kids for at least you know an hour, two hours. So you can get through a lot of content if you plan them correctly. Obviously factoring in an assembly and no one knows how long that assembly is going to eat up. I think you'd almost have to factor that into your planning. So what I'd do is I would make the first half, so to speak, of that double flexible where I can make it as long as I want yes. and as short as I want. Because yeah. I actually don't know whether that – I don't know if there's going to be an awards ceremony that's going to go for three hours. Well, it happens. And it happens. And every single kid has to get up on stage and say, yeah. shake the principal's head. Or it's actually going to go short. <laughs> Hello, Simba. How are you? Or it's actually going to go short. So – I cannot, as a teacher, give that any leverage. I can't, you know, be screwed if I didn't plan enough. Um, so maybe I'll do something quite, maybe something that can go over both lessons and have a break whenever I need it. I think that's very good. That's generally what I tend to do. Mm. What I tend to do is I find some reading around a subject, obviously in English it's easier, email it to everybody in advance, and then say, right, when they come in, you have something I've emailed to you, follow that. Mm. All right. So it's fairly open-ended learning for the first half of the lesson. Yeah. Second half is more direct, direct instruction. Exactly. And you don't know if the kids, sometimes are kids getting awards come later. So you can, and also they take their time getting back up from the assembly hall. So you never know when the kids are going to arrive, when they're not going to arrive. And there's so also, there's also your perception of students as being mm. too cool. It might be they're just introverted. Yeah. It might be that they're shy and they need to understand the subject mm. and read around it before they contribute. So I find the second lesson of a double, once you set the lesson up, they're quite happy to contribute because they feel they know something. Yeah. And you tend to break that barrier down a little bit. Mm. So I'd put the learning into their hands. Yeah, definitely. Um, and try and find something that they're personally interested in within the topic, which might get rid of their two cool stuff. Yeah, flip the classroom initially and then move back. And then I'd have something that didn't, need me to do something really like timed so something quite open-ended where no matter what the assembly does i'm all good absolutely versatility i'm going to give you 4.5 Ooh, i've improved you've improved <laughs> you're half a point behind interesting you are all right so scott's second second go all right so, i'm gonna go have you done two or three i've done two this is two, my last, so is my last go one. all right simba what do you reckon? strong Similar direction. Nine. Yeah. Okay. One. And two. Okay. Good boy. Overachieving grade tens. Yeah, yeah. Monday period one. Right. And the internet's down. Well, that's easy enough. I mean, that's something that you just go, right, we're going to do book research today. Mm. Don't need the internet for those kind of classes, really. Overachieving year tens, you give them something pretty high end to go and focus on. Might give them a little mini project during the lesson. You go, right, I want a solution to this by the end of the lesson. Put time deadlines on things. Um, so it might be if you're researching communism, I want you to create the rules for a communist state. If you have an hour, I want you to drop a constitution, go. Leave it fairly open-ended. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Get into groups of three, have at it. Mm. You know, you give them guidelines every 10, 15 minutes, you know? You might say, oh, you've got to cope for the fact that there's now a civil war. You might throw different things. Do you remember the thing we did with the film project? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Mockingbird? The same kind of thing. Mm. Give them stuff to react to in real time. And try and, try and encourage those adaptive or improvisational skills with them as well. I think that's really good. You don't need the internet for that. Mm. 
you don't need them to research. You build on their existing knowledge rather than stuff they can Google. Yeah. And you create a fun lesson to just hit the work, working week right. Mm. And interactive, dynamic, that's what you need. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, I think those, you can't be a slave to the internet. I think, and IT at schools are just perpetually failing. So if you've kind of, you've really painted yourself into a corner for a digital device and then it's not going, it's not working for that day, you can't be then subject to that as a teacher. No, I don't think you can be. All right, perfect. I'll give you, oh, do I want to give myself wiggle room? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> give me a four. Four. Yeah, there you go. If you get five, you win. How's that? All right, perfect. All right, so I've got to bring it home strong. Yeah, go on. Okay. Keep it, keep it interesting. Simba's coming to you. He's come to help you. All right. Let's go. The power of Simba. I'm going to choose six. Yeah. Five. And eight. Well, this is interesting because it's a little contradictory. Shy, quiet, grade eights. First a double lesson and someone has an aggressive outburst. Ooh. When was the time? Friday last lesson. Um, it was Thursday double lesson. Thursday double lesson. That's hard, isn't it? Because it's not easy. if someone has an aggressive outburst in a double, you've got those kids. For That's going to throw that class too because they're quite introvert. Yeah, exactly. If there's an introverted class and then a kid chucks a wobbly, that's going to be very out of the ordinary. Yes. And then might completely disrail your double lesson. Could be. Um, Depends on when the double lesson, the outburst happens. Mm. Obviously, kids don't have outbursts for no reason. No. That's something very quickly that I learned um, in some of the schools that I had was that poor behavior was never just poor behavior no, for the not. sake of it. It's not. There's always a reason, whether that be trouble at home, mm. um, whether that be that they haven't had breakfast that morning, whether they had a fight at lunch, yeah. um, things of that nature. There's always a reason for that. And most of the time, it's majority of the time, it's not in your control as a no, teacher. No, I when kids, especially when they're going through puberty, decide to chuck a wobbly or not. So I would try, obviously, follow protocol. And if there's something aggressive that's happening with those students where they're putting themselves in danger, you'd obviously try and isolate that student, yes. whether to you know give them give them breathing room outside the class or get them to go have a drink of water. You know, you can't if there's a dangerous situation happening, you can't promote that within the classroom and just let it go. And then from there, I would probably get the class can, trying to continue with the work as much as I can, usually something quiet where they can just go on it individually. And then when that's happening and I've kind of re, regained my control somewhat, then I'll go out and try and see that student one-on-one one -on -one while the other kids are trying to get on with work and try to get a bit of normalcy, normality uh, back into the classroom. And then from there, you obviously take it where it needs to go. If there's something, there's, I mean, there's a learning opportunity there too, right? Because if it's a shy, quiet class, yeah. there, and this this child has an outburst, it might be that you have some kind of system. So you say to them, "Look, whenever you feel overwhelmed again, just flash me a card." Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I can then preempt the fact that you're upset or or emotionally agitated, and I can give you an errand to run, mm. and we can disguise the fact that you need to go outside for a bit of a time out, so it doesn't disrupt everybody, mm. but also it doesn't it helps you. Because they're going to feel embarrassed coming back into the classroom as well. So there's also that. You know, you've got to think about what's the best way of trying to regain the momentum of the class. With some of the other classes on the list, they're easy enough to keep the energy going. But with this group, because they're introverted, you've got to think about the fact that they're going to be gossiping or talking about this a little bit later. Mm. So you need yeah. to try and either deal with the situation and manage it fairly overtly, 
or you need to give them something that's going to occupy their attention long enough they forget it. I think when there's a, like you were saying, there's a learning opportunity for an aggressive outburst, you want to not just contain it and then move on as normal. I think you need to put in systems where that can't happen again or yeah. if it does happen again that you mitigate the effect. But also there's some self-management on the part of the child. I think that's important. Mm. If they start to learn that their emotions can be regulated, mm. you know, you might have a mood volcano in the classroom where you have, you know, you can see people moving up the volcano. When they come in, they put their face on one part of the volcano. You know who's already a bit mm. on edge. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So you look at it and go, well, I can immediately see that there's a couple of bubbling problems in the classroom. So I know how to deal with it. So in answer, you know, prevention is better than a ton of cure, isn't it? But obviously, if it happens in real time, you have to deal with it and you have to be seen to deal with it by the students um, in a fair and consistent manner. And then you have to just try and, as you say, go on with the lessons when yeah. you can. And then try to do something in the future um, for that student and for that class to manage their own behaviour. So, so it doesn't have to be an outburst every single time. But they're year eights, right? They're still young. Mm. So Yeah, sure. All right, the deciding moment. Did I get a five points? I don't know. I don't know. I'm going to give you 4.5. You can tie with me. Oh, tie. <laughs> Simic and lick whoever he thinks the winner is. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Thank you, Simic. Good work. <laughs> <laughs> All right. That's been the Classroom Nightmares. Classroom Nightmares. That's been the Classroom Nightmares Teacher Hack Challenge. It ended in a draw, funnily enough. I know. As strange. most of these things do. <laughs> strange. That's what you do when you put the scoring Well, Simic licked me, though. So I'm just oh. I'm pointing that out. Yeah, we'll yeah. see. Thanks so much, Scott, for spending some time with us today. It's my pleasure. And we'll see you next time on the next Teacher Hack Challenge.